Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are directly to your favorite stars. Hey, Danielle, guess what this sound is? Oh, my gosh. Okay, continue. That's me drinking LaCroix water. Okay. Can you believe it? Yeah, I guess. How it, good no. was that impression? It was pretty spot on. Well, I am a LaCroix boy. Anyways, guys, okay, here, here's the important stuff, right? LaCroix sparkling water delivers refreshment, flavor, and sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. There are 27 flavors. You've probably heard me say that before. You're going to have a really difficult time getting bored with LaCroix. So once you feel like you've gotten enough of one flavor, you move on to the next. And you get to do that 26 times, right? Because you start with the first flavor. I get it. Anyways, long story short, LaCroix waters are gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and non-GMO. Whole30 approved and environmentally friendly. LaCroix cans are sustainable and recyclable, and they're the first on the market to be produced without BPA liner. So enjoy LaCroix sparkling water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. They're available nationwide, guys, for a full list of retailers. Visit LaCroixwater.com. Um, and if you want to join the LaCroix family on social media, they're just at LaCroix Water. Peace. <laughs> This is adulting like a mother father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. And we're both adults. Adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be an, an adult, this is the show for you. We have an awesome episode ahead of you guys, ahead of you guys, ahead of all of us. <laughs> Everyone, it, it is ahead. You just keep on listening. Um, we have two really awesome girl bosses. So if you're not aware of this, which I actually wasn't, um, it is Plastic Free July that is a thing, and I'm so glad it is. Um, there's a website called plasticfreejuly.org, which is actually really informative. It talks all about the challenge and trying to reduce um, the single-use plastic waste that we use every single day, unfortunately, at home and school and work and all the things. So um, this was a really informative episode talking about sustainability and ways that we can make small changes in our lives to make a huge, huge impact. Um, we have Lindsay McCormick from Bite. I'm sure you guys may have heard of her. If you've watched Shark Tank, she was on it. And then also Emma Rose Cohen, who created Final Straw. So it's going to be a really cool, um, hate to break it to you, but female empowered I'm episode. in the club. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're so in the episode. I mean, you're so in the, sorry. I I'm in have, the episode. I didn't have coffee <laughs> I am today. in this episode. And let me tell you, when you don't have coffee, there is like this fog that you're just living in. Mm-hmm. And you're just sort of like floating through the day, yeah. But not in a really great way, in a really um, slow, non-efficient way. One hundred percent. Yeah. The solution to that is have coffee. Good chat. Um, so let's start with some adulting wins and fails. 
Are yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I love that you're time. prepared. I'm prepared. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, okay, so let's start with the win. So um, we we have a detached garage out there, right? And it's like a regular two car garage. It has like this little addition space to on the side of it. It's nothing special. It was literally an empty room. We were trying to figure out what to do with forever. Long we story use it for storage. Sh- yeah, now we do. Long story short, we've tried to have a home gym for since we moved in four years. Yep. Um, and we were playing with that space and I've moved stuff from the garage into that space and then back into the garage. And now all the garage stuff is finally back in the storage side and we're building out a legit home gym in the garage and we're in process right now. Hopefully it'll be done by the end of this week. So what he means is that we've, uh, no, what I mean we've is con- we've hired a consultant to get this jun- done efficiently. Yeah. So Tori, who you guys may have seen us train with in the past, back when we both used to leave our house, um, he's a trainer and he stepped in and asked if he'd like to help assist, you know, building out this home gym. So he put his special touches on it and it's coming together nicely, which is finally, um, you know, a huge win for us. Yeah. I mean, we've been using it for months at this point now but it's like it still has like random garage stuff in it it's kind of dirty um yeah so anyways we're just we're just doing it the right way finally which is something we should have done is crazy because we're also looking at houses yeah so (laughs) but look at the end of the day if we build a gym and we decide that we want to go elsewhere i think somebody else is going to look at that and and think that there's value there for sure so long story short that's my win my fail is if you saw my story this morning uh yesterday morning I tried to be cute mm-hmm. on my story and uh, oh, drink coffee <laughs> and I spilled it. I actually didn't spill. I threw it mm-hmm. on myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's so don't do that. Solid win and fail, my okay. friend. I'm so glad you prepared today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I just, you know, how I roll, just shoot off the top of my head. My win is that Geo is the Geo I've always dreamed of recently. We had a week where I felt like I was going to, I, I couldn't even tell you, and I wouldn't even want to tell you what I felt inside because I was feeling so tapped out. Dude, we were beaten down. Beaten down. And it was really all about just trying to live life while you have a nine-month-old who is like constantly screaming, super demanding, like trying to just roam around and stand on everything and like falling. And it was all just, I don't know what it was, but his mood was like highs and lows for a solid week. And I think now I've come to the conclusion that we were doing construction on the house, the roof and all the things. And I think the chaos that we were feeling, the energy in the house, like it was all off because what we did was we stepped away because we had to. Gio had an allergic reaction to the dust. We stepped away. We went to your mom's house. I feel like we all regrouped. We came back. We got all of the ductwork cleaned out. We've got all the insulation cleaned out. And he's been like a different kid. And it just reminded me how sensitive human beings are babies Our, especially our but human, human being no but generally sensitive. like think about it when there was chaos it wasn't like we were thriving either we felt like we were trapped i mean shingles were literally falling off the roof i mean it's a gnarly project gnarly when you decide to just and it's loud yeah i mean everything about it was i mean it's amazing that it's done and we had no choice but to do it and i feel so grateful that we have a brand new roof over our head but it was chaotic and i feel like he picked up the energy and it just reminded me how important it is to keep ourselves 
even keeled as much as possible because he's so sensitive. Yeah, that he is. Because now you know we're what's like, weird though? okay, you know what's weird is his sleep was all over the board, but when they were here and he was going down for naps, like while they were literally trampling on top of the roof, he slept fine and he slept, he would nap for like an hour and a half or two hours. I know. I know. But it then he'd be no up sense. and it just felt like he was off. So that's the fail. But the win is that we rectified the situation and I think we're on like a smooth path. But what for did now. we do other than. Oh my clean gosh. The air. We hired the best team on earth, really. I mean, they did it all in a day. Yeah, they killed it. Um, so anyways, big adult things happening over here in the homestead. Um, dude, that's my adulting is both those projects combined. Okay. Doing your roof is like, if you're somebody who likes aesthetic, there is a component of that. Like you can pick a color and what it looks like in the material or whatever. And a roof can definitely make a difference as to what the house looks like. But you know, in the scheme of things, it has a very minimal impact mm-hmm. and it's a big expense and like doing a full roof is one of the worst expenses that you can encounter as an adult. Oh, I know. It's we like talked the about last, last thing you week. want to pay for. Yeah. It's nuts. It's, you know, it's just overboard. And then on top of that, you finish that project and then you come home and the air quality in the house is horrendous. And it's such a dirty job. Yeah. And then you call people out to take a look at it and they want to quote you several thousands of dollars yeah. oh my to just get the smell out. So that your kid can sleep and not have irritation in his face. Right. And, and so, like, of course, you're going to do whatever you have to do. And needless to say, you guys, 2020. Just hashtag 2020. Why you say that? Are you joking me? Because that's... 2020 is just the 2020. Everyone knows what 2020 is. You don't even have to tell Are we talking anyone. about vision here? Are we talking about okay, the year? Okay, stop. You're annoying me. Okay. Um, there's a lot to discuss here. So... Wait, what's your adulting is? Okay, well, adulting is, well, if we're going to, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of all over the board right now. Adulting is trying to participate in Plastic Free July. That's a big adulting move. Huge. Yeah. I mean, think about it right now because we're in unprecedented times and people are ordering takeout out, 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 because that's like really the only kind of means of normalcy we have right now and like perk. <laughs> Because we can't really go anywhere. Yeah. And now we're on lockdown again. And a lot of indoor places are, of course, closed. And so even if you were trying to go out safely in a mask, like that's not really a part of life anymore. So I was just going to say, like, there's a lot of waste when you order takeout. And it's really hard to go throughout your day and acknowledge how much you could potentially create more waste i mean it's it's like yeah, little I mean, let's opening put, a package let's put takeout aside i mean we we all use plastic all day long every day of our lives yeah and those who are conscious ab- about the impact that it has they obviously use less but i would say it's almost hard to use zero plastic whatsoever i know i don't care who you are yeah but it's possible i mean if you look at sugar tacos model there's zero plastic I mean, we're so conscious about the materials that we use, even in regards to takeout, like everything's sustainably sourced and there is a way to do it. It just Mm -hmm. costs a little bit more and it takes a little more time and effort, but it's completely possible. And I think we all, you know, need to take it very seriously. So yeah, I think what I was trying to say is maybe I didn't mean it was impossible. I think it's unlikely that there's anybody who uses zero plastic. But the goal is to use for all of us to use much less of it, yeah. if not none of it, mm-hmm. which 
I'm just a realist. I don't see that happening in the near future to eliminate plastic completely. But the reality is, is we're consuming so much of it and it's all single use stuff that you, you know, obviously use something one time, throw it in the trash and the recycle Mm -hmm. and then it ends up in our landfills and in the ocean. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really sad. It's really, it's hard to think about it because it feels very overwhelming Um, we don't get to see our landfills every day, but I'm sure if we did, we would make different decisions. Um, but again, like life comes at you fast and sometimes you're doing things on the fly. And I think it's just important to try our best to make conscious decisions and set ourselves up for success. So like some of the references, obviously final straw is a great one, right? To have that on you at all times so that you never use single use straws. Let me ask you, how would you have your straw on you? Would you use like a little (laughs) like hip holster? pocket um, in your purse well i think they come in like a really nice little carrier with like a cleaner yeah. yeah you could just throw it in your purse you know your purse right yeah my purse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then also like what we sell at sugar taco the reusable like bamboo um utensils which oh, yeah. you could just like carry in your your bag or whatever because mm-hmm. or... when i order takeout i always say no straws and no i'm oh, sorry no straws no utensils and no um napkins and okay. oh, you know what Smart. we've done recently that we didn't even realize we've done? What? And it's been months of this. You're not even going to know. I don't know. Because you don't even recognize Tell it. Tell me that. It's been happening. Um, we haven't used paper towels. We haven't used paper towels. And I, I absolutely did notice for like the first couple of weeks. Because <laughs> it makes life difficult. This kid. When you have a kid this, and you. Yeah. No, no. When I say this kid, I'm talking about you. Oh, me? Oh, This kid has some kind of issue with soaking every single kitchen towel that exists on the counter so there's never a dry towel or a clean towel they're all soaked they've probably been sitting there all day no, long that's what you think you no, think i'm not full aware. of bacteria okay. and it's like you can't wash your hands and then dry out on towel because all six of them on the counter are soaking wet but do you also see how quickly i turn out those towels like they get washed before our own clothes get washed because we don't have paper towels so i'm just constantly washing towels mm. Okay, I'll give so you that. So I have a grip on what's happening. It just mm. feels like they're always soaking wet, but that's because I am cleaning up our child, the floor, the table, the dishes, my hands. See, I always, and I want to open this up maybe, and then maybe this is just a silly conversation, but when I get a towel wet, like a kitchen towel, I'll only do like a corner at a time <laughs> or like a quarter of the towel. I'll keep part of the towel dry. So like the wet part cleans, the dry part wipes. Okay. You'll soak the whole dang thing. Well, it's more effective when it's soaking wet. I don't think so. Well, you think I'm just going to take a, a tiny corner of a towel and just gently rub, you, rub what, the, the counter that's dirty? What are you trying to clean? Everything, the all the surfaces, all the everythings that I need. Oh, yeah. See, I would never do the whole towel to clean the counter because you have to fold the towel so that your hand is on the dry side of the towel. Wow. And the, the side that's cleaning the counter is the wet side. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not touching the wet side. I don't stuff know if too. I'm attracted to this side of you. No. Oh. Find it. <laughs> Find it? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, well, so do you have any adulting is? Yeah, I already said it. Oh, that's yours? <laughs> no, it was the two projects. It was... I got it. Was you. Okay. To do a, okay. A I'm going to just spit fire here, right? You just sit I just want to say... Oh, you got one. I'm just going to spit fire. That's do you I have do. one? Because yes. I have something interesting to share. Okay, go ahead. You guys have probably seen pictures floating around at some point of these like trash islands that exist in the oceans if you haven't i suggest taking a second to just no. google trash islands and what comes up oh is my gosh horrendous are you joking me that looks like a, a 
zoomed out view of like a country. Yeah, made of trash. Yeah. This is terrifying. Unreal. So I'm going to leave it at that. Google it when you get a chance because it's pretty eye-opening that this exists in our world and that we're the ones responsible for this. And uh, tell me if, if you keep using the same amount of plastic or uh, you know other materials that are like such. Yeah, thank you. That's really disgusting. Um, okay, well, let's um, take a break and come back. And I'm really excited to talk to these girls. So um, actually, keep in mind, we recorded this. So I don't even know. It was in quarantine, but I couldn't tell you when. Um, probably midway through. And um, gosh, they're so cool. I just love people trying to change the world. So, Yeah, what I think is just so dope is they'll both admit it right now. Is, is they don't have anywhere near the impact that they would like to at this point. Um, but it's cool that people are taking the steps to innovate and make that impact. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of how big or small, if there are more people out there doing this, trying to disrupt businesses that exist today that are doing things that are wasteful and making things convenient for us that we in turn just waste, throw mm-hmm. away, whatever you want to call it. If we had more people trying to innovate and, and help the world, we'd be in such a better place. Yeah. Um, I hope whoever's listening feels that hard because if you own a small business i'm sure there are different steps you can take i know for kinder beauty it's a conversation an ongoing conversation that we're having especially in the beauty space because that is an incredibly wasteful um industry and so we're trying to take whatever steps we can to you know change our ways for the better and help impact the environment better so um yeah it's definitely something to keep in mind for sure yeah Okay. Well, let's get to it. Yeah, Yeah. we'll come back with Lindsay McCormick and Emma Rose Cohen. Yay! More adulting like a mother father when we come back. What if I told you you could get high-quality, organic, and non-GMO groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than you're paying now and help out families in need? That's what we're doing since we discovered Thrive Market. As a proud Thrive Market member, I get the products I love, and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family, teacher, veteran, or first responder. I like money just as much as the next person. (laughs) What I love about Thrive Market as members, we're saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices, and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. That's right. Um, And not only do we feel great about getting a deal on our favorite clean, organic products, but I also feel great about helping out families who need it most. In addition to the membership matching, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. That's super cool. So guys, Thrive Market is working 24-7 to make sure members are getting their groceries delivered as fast as possible. You can learn more about their commitments to customers and membership matching on their website. We are huge fans. They have so many good plant-based and vegan items on there, organic, natural. They cover like 70 different diets. So check out Thrive, try it today, and become a member risk-free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash adulting. Join today, and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash adulting to start your risk-free membership and get up to $20 toward your first order. Thrivemarket.com slash adulting. And now back to adulting like a mother father. 
Welcome to the show, Lindsay and Emma. We're so excited to have you on. We want to dive deep into what we can do better in terms of living a more sustainable lifestyle and cutting back on single-use plastics, starting with the obvious, which, you know, things we use every day, straws, toothpaste. Now, um, I want to ask you something right off the top of my head. How do you guys feel social media has played a role in sort of moving the needle um, in your businesses and just across the board in living a more sustainable lifestyle? Social media has really helped being able to get these kind of messages out there because things are so shareable and these problems are so visual. So when you have something like plastic in, you know, on beaches or the straw in the sea turtle's mouth, not only do you see it as you know, a person in your house, but then you share it with your friends and your family and then they see it and then it really grows and balloons. So I think it's been something that's definitely been bubbling up. I know, you know, Emma has been involved in plastic pollution and and being against it for so long. And for me, like my background is like I was a surf instructor and a snowboard instructor. So I was in the ocean and the mountains every day and seeing kind of that plastic build up in the rivers and our oceans. So I think that we there were, you know, segments of the community that really saw that this was a problem, but we weren't able to really vocalize it the same way. And then we, when social media really became this visual, powerful thing, being able to share it and have it ripple out really, like, it started getting more, um, more attention. You guys, um, Sorry, one ahead. more time. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, I just had to unmute it. Oh, okay. Uh, random question on social media. Would you account both of your company's awareness and success primarily to that? Absolutely. So for us, you know, what kicked off the company, I started this in my living room and it was like a hand press like tablet machine. And I, I figured I was solving a problem for myself, but I really didn't know that it would have like get so much attention. And it was, we were literally still in my living room when we went viral on Facebook. And so that was a thing where I had done like $6,000 in sales over an entire year to doing, you know, 20,000 a day because of Facebook and social media. And it just like went like, and I was like, okay, we have a company now. And so that's the kind of thing that without social media and the power of videos and viral videos and Instagram posts, like we wouldn't have been able to find our, our tribe and we wouldn't have been able to get our message out there. Absolutely. I mean, we have a really similar story to Lindsay and that, you know, it was an idea and, you know, had no idea where, where it was going to go. And, and then when the video went viral, um, that all of a sudden it was like, whoa, we're a real company. And like the excitement of like, you know, selling that many straws was also mixed with the dread of like, oh, wow, I have no idea how to make this many straws because we launched a Kickstarter with a prototype and it wasn't an actual product. It was an idea. And, you know, this is my first company. I've never manufactured a product in my life. So, you know, I think social media is such an incredible tool for people really being able to speak up for what they care about. And we always share videos that resonate with us. And so by sharing, you know, Lindsay's company or Final Straw, um, you know, people get to say, hey, this is a product that I love. It helps me reduce my waste. And because I know my friends are also on a similar mission, here you go. Here's the information. And that's really how it spreads. Right. right. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, you know, that demo is is wanting, I mean, all of us, I think, as a, as a, as a planet, as a, as a whole, really want to make a difference. But I think specifically the people that are, are paying attention to those viral videos want to put their money where it matters. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 
relatively, you know, I'd say this is all relatively newer, which is weird to think about. Like all of a sudden we're all talking about how we can save, you know, our planet and what we can do to eliminate our waste and, and our carbon footprint. And, and it's just, I don't know. I just think that like, there's something there and it, it lives in, in the Facebook and the social media space because we're seeing it and we're actually doing something about it finally. Um, so I appreciate you guys like stepping up and, and figuring out the business side of it because it always starts with a cause and a want. And then you got to like work backwards as to how to fulfill that, you know, that <laughs> tall order. And I'm sure that is a tall order now. And it's, it's cool. It's cool to see it. Yeah. What I want to know, I'm really curious about is I feel like there's for a long time, there's always been a group of people who have been calm conscious but I think that that's starting to shift. That's my perspective. In each of your respective businesses, do you guys feel like there is a shift happening from people spending their dollars more wisely when it comes to like an environmental way? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead, Lindsay. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I mean, absolutely. And I, I kind of see myself as like customer one, you know, cause it was like that, like I see, I'm like, I'm making a product basically for myself because that's how it all started and I know it's like every purchase I make now goes through this filtering mechanism of like does it you know it does it cause like hurt to the environment or you know animals or keep other people and like you know I think that people are just starting to really start understanding that there are a lot of us here and our everyday choices really add up and that we're, you know, we're at that pivotal moment for the planet and the world of, are we going to be building something that we can all, you know, live on for years and years and years, or are we just going to use up all these resources and, and be done? And I think that there are some people that are coming from it from like a, you know, love the earth and, you know, let's protect it. And some people are coming from it with just being like, you know, we need to make these changes so we can survive. And that, so I can pass this on to my kids and my kids' kids. And I think that people, you know, with the growth of, you know, like the expansion of social media, they're really understanding that like our choices do matter and our dollars, you know, if you, I know some people have a problem with the, your dollars being your vote because not everybody has the privilege of spending their dollars as their vote, right? They can't, maybe they can't afford a, a higher cost toothpaste just because, you know, we have cleaner ingredients and it's in glass and you know it is a privilege to be able to spend your dollars as your vote but I think that if you are able to do that um, a lot of people are, are wanting to support those causes. And ultimately you know with with the kind of rise of awareness around single-use plastics like once someone learns about this problem it's not like they ever unlearn it. Once you're aware, you never become unaware. And instead, you know, if it's something that's important to you, you become the beacon of that movement. And so, you know, I, I think I can speak to both my customers and Lindsay's because I think there's a huge overlap there is that once our customers try our products, then they're telling all of their friends about it. And then they become our brand ambassadors. And it really is this like amazing tribe or community of people that, that make you know my job much easier and that I don't I have to constantly market the product and explain why we're doing it. And you know, any negative comment that we get on Facebook, it's like we have like 20 customers immediately come and just start like backing it up because um, you know, it's it's not just about, you know, being a tree hugger or like, you know, a granola hippie. This is just about being practical. This is our one planet we don't get any other ones you know maybe like jeff and elon are flying to mars but the the rest of us are here <laughs> on earth and so um you know it, it i think that that by turning it into like a partisan issue or something beyond just like the fact that this is our one earth and it, it doesn't matter why you want to save it it doesn't matter if you want to do it for your own personal health for your kids 
you know, for financial reasons, whatever. Um, the, the point is that, that this is just, you know, the situation that we're in. And so you're either helping or hurting and there is no neutral. Yeah. And I love, sorry, just to real quick on that, because you said something that was so important, but once you see it, you can't not see it. So it's like, if I say to you, like the color red, all you're doing is seeing the color red, right? You see the red mute buttons on the thing. You see the red, you know, in the back of Emma's uh, screen and, or your like beautiful tapestry. So once you see the plastic problem, it's like seeing the color red where you, you now see it everywhere. You see the Ziploc bags, you see the, you know, plastic toothbrushes and it just becomes something that you're like, wow, it's everywhere. Uh, just cause you knew to look for it. I both very much understand just because, um, you know, it sounds crazy, but it's like, we look at to take out a, a, in a totally new way. When we see, you know, boxes or when we see, you know, someone even drinking out of a straw at the coffee shop, like it triggers us in a, in a whole new light because you're, you're right. It's almost like a little gateway. Like you guys both have some somewhat of what I would call like a gateway product where it's like, well, we'll start with toothpaste, you know, or we'll start with a reusable straw. I'd say a lot of people started with a reusable straw and now they're venturing out, but it's like, we'll start with these products and we'll see, you know, where we go. And then you start to see things so differently. Yeah, and I think that's such a great point. And, you know, we get a lot of critics in the single-use plastic straw movement of like, oh, like, why are you spending all of your energy banning straws when, you know, there's all these other problems? And it's like, yeah, of course. This isn't like, it's not like you stop using straws and you end there. The straw is the gateway. The straw is like that first step into awareness. And, and you make it easy for people. And it's like, you know, that's why we made final straw. This is a really easy switch that you can make. If you are a straw lover and you really like to use a straw, here you go. Here's a sustainable one that goes on your keychain. You can bring it everywhere and clean it on the go, whatever. But like, it doesn't stop there. It's it. And then all of a sudden people are seeing, just like you said, the boxes and the takeout and all of these other things in such a different light, but you have to, it's, it's, it's a, it's a psychological technique called foot in the door. It's like, once you get just a little foot in the door, there's a really large chance that you're going to get all the way through that threshold. But like by, you know, asking people to change their entire lifestyle, you know, at the drop of a hat, people are not going to be very resistant to that. So instead, if you're like, Hey, what if you change this little thing? And then people get excited about that accomplishment and want to do more. Right. And it's the little things. It's the, it's, it's the straws and the canvas bags and the reusable water bottles that then people start saying like, oh, this isn't just something for hippies and granola. You know, this is something that is part of my everyday life. And I like this and I want to do this. And so then you start really wanting to be part of the solution instead of adding to the problem. Do, uh, I'm curious to know, do, do both of you feel like before you started your companies that we're sort of at like a tipping point right now in terms of the environment and sustainability. And it's kind of now or never that we make these decisions and people start businesses for the better. I do think so. I think that, you know, it's, I think we have a long road ahead of us and I don't think that we're going to solve the problems with toothpaste or straws. Right. And I think that that's the whole point of our businesses are to be able to show that there is a different way and that, customers are willing to back these kind of companies and that it's time that, you know, the, the big companies really step up and start making changes as well. And I see that as part of like our mission at Bite is of course it's to make plastic free toothpaste that people like to use. That's easy and fun, but it's also to push the entire oral care like industry in a more sustainable direction because it doesn't matter if 
some people, if like a few people are doing really great eco-friendly things, we need like everyone to be doing the small things and at least. And I think that, you know, for us, one of the, the things that we're constantly doing is how can we push? How can we push? How can we prove that this is a viable business for big businesses? How can we, how can we do this? Because, you know, it's like our companies, you know, like Emma and, and mine and, you know, all of these other kind of smaller businesses in the grand scheme of things we can do a lot, but really only so much. And it's going to be up to the customers and up to, you know, us to really push the big business in a more sustainable direction. Yeah. I think like, you know, you're seeing now in the last probably three to five years, all of these big businesses starting to have sustainability chapters of their organization where like sustainability wasn't a job you could get a few years ago. Um, and now every single large corporation has a sustainability um, chapter or section. Um, when I worked, I, before starting final, I worked at Los Alamos National Laboratory for four years in waste minimization. And in, in every single project that we looked at, we looked at through a return on investment lens. So we only went down the road of, you know, creating less waste if it was going to provide a return for the lab in years, you know, and it was anything less than seven years. So a lot of times, like these sort of projects are actually incredibly financially beneficial for these organizations. And we saved the lab millions. And this is a lab that's comprised of 12,000 people. And there were seven people on the sustainability team. And so I think, you know, ultimately, you can look at these problems through all these different kinds of lenses. But a lot of the sustainability switches that Lindsay and I are both working on actually save money in the long run. Um, and, and it may not be directly to the customer, which is challenging because I think in terms of like what Lindsay's doing, you know, it's like, like the toothpaste tubes are not recyclable. So they go right to the landfill. So that's all, all of that, you know, expense is ending up in your taxes and then also litter cleanup and all of these different areas where we don't necessarily see a direct cost because it's not like, you know, I'm not paying specifically for litter cleanup, but, but ultimately there are tons of cost savings down the line. And I think that part of what we have to do as a brand is tell those stories. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love business. I love the process of basically all the ins and outs. What I'm curious to know is uh, in each of this is our life. We're doing the we're doing the best we can. Over here. You're doing great, and you're doing like, great. <laughs> Adulting like a mother father over yeah. here. Yeah, I think he I think he's got a question. Maybe he's got many. He's got questions to say over here. Yeah. In in each of your processes and in the journeys of your businesses, you, you set out to do something that's more sustainable and impacts more positively on the environment. Are there any like little intricacies of your product or um, the logistics delivering the product that you found that like you can't quite meet that sustainability level that you want to like mm -hmm. you set out with uh, a purpose but along the way I'm sure you find challenges where you go like yeah this doesn't fit my purpose or like the market isn't ready or, or that or not yeah. necessarily the market isn't ready but like there aren't tools as accessible as you need them to be you know to meet your standards yeah, sustainability for us, like we see it as a moving goalpost where the more we go down the path, the more we learn like what we need to do. So like an example is when I first started Bite, we had um, sodium lauryl sulfoacetate, which is a sulfate-free foaming agent that's made from, and it was made specifically from EcoCert palm oil, right? Oh gosh, sorry, there's a truck. <laughs> right, it's made I love it. 
Um, <laughs> we're here for you're listening to the podcast. I'm sitting outside because it's just so nice. And I have- we're gonna edit this as a video too because everything <laughs> on Zoom is so comical to us. Like with us juggling him and like dogs barking, gardeners here. Like it's nuts. Okay, so sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Interrupt, but I get it. <laughs> so we so we had EcoCert palm oil in there because I figured you know that would be fine. There's a certification process. It's it's totally like that's good. And we had our customers saying, Hey, like we, we understand your mission. We align with your values, but here you are using an EcoCert palm oil. We think you should really look into this. And so I ended up looking into it and realizing that there were transparency issues with the certification for palm oil and that it wasn't something that we wanted to do. Some brands like Dr. Bronner's actually have people on the ground, like watching their palm oil process. And like, that's something that we can't do as a small company out of a living room. But that's the kind of thing that if we were going to have it, that's what we would, that's what we needed to do. And so we reformulated, we went from, you know, our EcoCert palm oil to being palm oil free within four months. And it was, you know, it was really hard and really expensive. And there were a lot of challenges, but we felt like it was the right thing to do. And there are constantly things that we're learning that we're like, oh, wait, maybe there's like, maybe there's a better way to do this. You know, maybe there's a better way. And so it's, I, we, I still will say always like we're a sustainable company, but sustainability is, is constantly, you're chasing it, you know, and there's more, there's more, technology coming out all the time, whether it's new pouch packaging or new other ingredients or manufacturing processes. And so we're always on the lookout for those new materials um, and always trying to, to chase that dragon, you know, because it's, it's yeah. definitely, yeah. Totally. I mean, I think Lindsay really hit the nail on the head there and that it's sustainability is so hard because I think in general customers want like a really simple, like yes or no, like X is more sustainable than Y. And in most cases you can't say that. So like, for example, a canvas bag, you know, a reusable canvas bag, um, you have to use it 273 times to equal the impact environmental impact of one single use plastic bag. Um, so then people say, well, so should I just use plastic? And I say, no, you should buy a really high quality canvas bag and use it for the rest of your life. Like my dad, um, who's had the same bags for, you know, 35 years. Um, and, and the same thing with final straw, it's, it's a very material intense item that you have to use over and over to, in order to hit that break even point where it becomes more sustainable than a plastic straw. So, you know, in regards to your question, what's challenging is that people lose their straws, people's dogs eat their straw cases and, and all of these things happen. Um, you know, in addition, we got like knocked off super bad. These are all like really low quality items that, that people use once and then break. And, and I feel partially responsible for those items because they are direct, you know, even though it's not our company and we're not the ones making them, but it's still people trying to do the right thing and, and ending up on the wrong website and then ending up with a product that breaks immediately. So, you know, I think it, the, you do the best you can and you educate yourself constantly and you pivot constantly by, by the new information that you get informs the decisions down the road. Um, so, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to optimize our product and, you know, everything we make has a lifetime guarantee. So the idea is, you know, don't just make products that solve a problem temporarily, make something that you as a company stand behind for the rest of your life. Um, you know, what, what products out there are designed like that? Um, and, and really, you know, at final, we look at waste as a design flaw. 
because any other creature in nature doesn't create waste except for humans. So how can we design better things to make waste obsolete? Um, you know, it will always be present, you know, in the manufacturing process and the shipping process, but how can we minimize it? And how can we constantly keep asking ourselves those questions? So it's not like we ever like, we made a straw, now we're a straw company. Now we can just sit back and like take in the money. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. We're constantly looking at like, okay, what can we do to make it even better? Yeah, I think from the consumer side, um, in general, what's really important for us to ask ourselves, you know, whenever we're pulling out our credit cards or purchasing, you know, buy, you know, is this something that is going to serve me long term? Or is this, you know, like even and when it relates to like fashion is just an example, like things yeah. that are fast, fast and trendy and things like that, like it doesn't have the same, um, it will never have the same sustainability factor just because it is wasteful once you get rid of something out of your home or, or you are not using any longer. So buying things, maybe that cost maybe a little bit more could end up not only helping the planet, but also like saving you a ton of money in the long run because you're, you're being just a conscious consumer who's, you know, making smarter choices along the way. And I think that's what both of your brands encourage. Um, and hopefully more will do the same. Thanks. Yeah. There's, um, Oh, what is, there's a quote. It's like buy buy less, buy better, you know, and buy more sustainable. And that's totally, I think the, it's a good filtering mechanism and like the, and those also the, the pyramids that you'll see, like, do I need it? Do I want it? Do I, you know, and just making sure that you're not, it's really, really hard. And I think that everyone can, can understand that we live in a world that's like constantly pushing us to consume, right? It, it like you're, you're bombarded with advertisements and there's, you know, a lot of companies doing a lot of really great things and other companies that want to look like they're doing great things, but they're not really doing great things. And it's really hard to be, a, you know, conscious consumer, especially in these like consumeristic times. But I think just always taking a step back and being like, you know, what's being sold to me and what does this company stand for? And then do I need this? And just kind of always asking and being like, okay, I'm going to wait 24 hours. And if I still want it, you know, then I can think about this, but it's all just about, you know, taking a breath, taking a step back and really thinking like, do I need this in my life? Do I want this in my life? Do I stand for this? I think that, you know, in terms of fast fashion, which is such an interesting topic and you're, we're really seeing that entire industry changing. I mean, Forever 21 bankrupts and that's like, you know, a massive chain. And then you're seeing stores like Macy's, Nordstrom's, JCPenney's all introducing used clothing. Um, personally, I don't buy any new clothes. Every single thing I'm wearing now, I either got at a thrift store or on eBay. And, you know, it, it's, it's like people are becoming more aware of where their clothing is being manufactured and what they can do to change it. And there's like incredible apps out there. Poshmark I use all the time, eBay, where you can get exactly what you want for less money and still in great condition. And, and you're not contributing, you know, to creating more waste. I love that you're wearing something. So I got this. I love it. I traded for this shirt for a case of beer at a music festival like 10 years ago. We should not be I surprised. I mean, it's like a ripped up tie dye shirt, but I think no, it's but it looks so <laughs> trendy and new. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That is so cool. I love that. Um, those are all such valid like takeaways. And I, 
I value you guys um, as humans because you're like at the front lines of, of this whole cutting edge, new sustainability, um, I guess, ethical business and consumership. Um, and I'm really glad that we're having these conversations more and they're coming from people that like look like you and me that are just trying to, to do better and do better with our dollar. Um, so thank you for coming on our show and, and instilling, you know, some more values and, and some light on this topic that can sometimes feel a little daunting and overwhelming. Yeah, totally. Thanks so much for like having us on and thank you so much to anybody listening who's looking out for these small companies. Like I know Emma will say the same thing. Like we exist, like we're able to do what we do because of you and because of people caring and because of people looking. I mean, when we first started, neither of us had ad budgets, right? So literally it was people finding our company, which was very hard to do. And like, I think that we're the fact that either of our companies exist are just a total testament to the fact that people like everyday customers are looking for these solutions and they're really going out of their way and they're caring and they're backing these small businesses. And it like, it has me in awe every day. And I'm so thankful that like, we're here like together with all of the stuff that's happening and everything. It's still, there is this huge contingent of people who are like, we care, we're here, we're here to support like these businesses. And that's like, it's awesome. I'm so thankful. And, you know, I think the the daunting factor that you mentioned is so absolutely true, but it's like, we don't need hundreds of people doing zero waste per perfectly. We need millions of people just doing it imperfectly and trying and failing and then trying again. And so, you know, that's what we're here to do as companies. And if you follow either one, oh, oh. So, Welcome back. <laughs> hey, so if you follow, you know, either Bite or Final Straw on Instagram, we do way more than just, you know, tell you about our product. We're telling you about like news coming out and sustainability. And so I think ultimately we all just have to stay curious and, and keep asking the questions and just keep challenging, or challenging ourselves to do better. Totally agree. Um, thank you both. I hope all of our listeners go and give you guys a follow. And if they can't you know support you support you in your journey and eventually become your biggest fan and your biggest consumer because it's all the little steps so i appreciate your guys's time yes. and your efforts like keep on doing it we want you guys to rock yeah so much yeah thanks for having us you know i want i want people to to see that this is tangible and this isn't like something for you know like you said the hippie dippies of the world this is what the future is and you guys are are doing it and it, it starts with small steps and you know that's exactly where you know they can start with you guys absolutely <laughs> sorry i'm running out of words i need a coffee and a nap thank you and thanks so much like, for you guys using your platform like that's it's huge we want to like, do more yeah. like it's 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 hard for us to fully understand like where we can make these changes but I know that we can make them with like small steps um and eventually hopefully you know that becomes more of a movement and so yeah it was products like you guys that sort of make it easy to feel like we're doing more totally it, so it is a movement and it's growing exponentially and that's why Lindsay and I have companies and that's why we're able to be here and it's because our community you know, not only do they support us, but they spread the message in whatever way resonates with them. And it's not just about, you know, buy this reusable straw. It's about like, hey, here are the facts about plastic. It never goes away. And we want 
to have a better planet for future generations or for, you know, whatever your motivating factor might be. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, we all feel motivated. It's just um, breaking it down and, and making it like, for lack of a better word, like just digestible for the yeah. average person, you know, and with so much, um, I guess, advertisement being thrown at us to, to buy the Colgate and to go to Starbucks and have your cute little green straw, like all of these message, like indirect messaging telling us that that is where we should be, you know, spending our money or what we should be supporting. It's really powerful for people like you guys, sort of the underdogs to like use whatever platform you have, use who you know, all these ambassadors that are your consumers, you know, that's really what we have nowadays to, to thrive. And so um, I hope that that just grows and that becomes like the easier, more clear choice over time. Right? He agrees. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, yeah, I feel like so I much talked so us. much. I'm sorry I didn't give you a oh, chance even manning no. the child over here. <laughs> you guys came on with us. So thank you. And um, we'll be supporting you from our angle and uh, if there's anything that we can do to help let us know awesome thank you thanks guys thanks so much so great to meet you yeah have a nice day bye you too <laughs> all right everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father did you know that right now geico is offering an extra 15 percent credit on car motorcycle and rv policies that's 15% on top of the money Geico could already save you. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Your dog to make you breakfast in bed with Belgian waffles and fresh fruit compote? As nice as that sounds, that's probably never going to happen. So at least there's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit geico.com to learn more. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Okay, and we're back. Um, that was really informative. I hope you guys found that interesting. I think more importantly, not to overwhelm anyone, it's just nice to have these conversations, to know that there are better options available for us. And we actually switched to Bite Toothpaste, and it was cool. It was such a cool experience. At first, it took some getting used to. Um, you, you basically just pop the little like tablet in your mouth and you chew, 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 chew until it gets kind of foamy. And then the toothpaste kind of just creates the rest of the foam. And it really doesn't feel like you're well, missing. Well, no toothpaste. I mean, the toothbrush. Because it's a tablet. Okay. You get it? Yeah. The toothbrush. Um, and we've been a fan of Final Straw for so long. I mean... It's just cool to hear their story and how they came to, you know, where they are in their business. Yeah, for sure. And there was a, a funny, ironic oh moment no. <laughs> during the conversation where we're talking about um, reducing the plastic that we're using. And then oh gosh. Gio's with us literally playing with a plastic wrapper from a his, snack that he had yes crackers so i just like that's why i said you know it can be very overwhelming in that case the there's these snacks that geo gets um they're obviously individually wrapped and i guess i could just eliminate them completely um in that moment like we had to, to well is that wrapper him. recyclable 
so here's the thing with paper. Okay, so there are apps, and I have one on my phone, but I don't even know where my phone is, or else I would tell you what that app is called. But you can look up apps for recycling, and it can teach you exactly how to recycle um, all the different things that you may have questions about. In that case, I maybe don't we'll think get your cousin is. on here for that because she's she's phenomenal oh, yeah. with knowing about oh how gosh, things we are recycled. Got schooled by my cousin, she came over to our house, literally opened our recycling bin to throw something away, and took everything out and mm-hmm. reorganized everything. She was like, "Nope, this can't be recycled. These things have to go together. What you have I to did fill learn, this bag with yes, this amount of stuff." Yes. What I did learn, which is very helpful, is that all the the little bits of plastic, basically, that um, you just kind of toss in there cannot just be tossed in a recycling bin. You have to put it in a bag and create a much bigger um, ball of plastic the size of a basketball. That is the only efficient way to recycle small pieces of plastic bags or um, single-use plastic because what happens is, is the smaller pieces of plastic get clogged in the... Um, whatever the machinery is. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't get a, a recycled. It gets basically, it's it clogs the system. Right. So um, I'm sure that's pretty accurate, but we won't call it factual. It's not. I think nothing what we'll I do say is, is factual. I don't even yeah. have a brain today, okay? Today? Shush. So we should find the resource for that so people can look up this information for themselves. Babe, you're so good. Thanks. I love that you're a fact person. You gotta be. Yeah. Yeah, because what else are you going on? I don't know. I just sometimes just like, yeah, I, sometimes I'm just too lazy. Yeah. Or emotionally charged. What does that mean? Most of the things come from that. And I don't mean like from bad emotions, just like whatever emotions you're feeling. That's, that's where you're, that fe- seems factual to me. That feeds your words and your actions. Sure. You know? Yeah. Cause what I'm feeling is real. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's factual <laughs> stuff. Anyways, oh my, gosh. Um, my my takeaway from this episode and, and really my time with you yes, and, uh, um, you know, spending more time with people in your circle and just, just opening my eyes to certain things is I think it's less about being perfect because the reality is, is, is being perfect in terms of using no plastic or eating completely plant-based. Like it's very difficult for a lot of people and you can chalk that up to so many reasons as to why. But at the end of the day, if we just thought, first of all, if we just opened our eyes and then thought a little bit more about what we could do individually to be better and take strides in reducing our waste or eating more plant-based or whatever it may be. If we just took steps, like stop worrying about being perfect and just took steps so that you personally had an impact. If every single person did that, things would be good. Oh, I, I totally, totally agree. When, when people ask me, you know, I want to become vegan, but it's so hard or, you know, how do I do it? Usually what I tell them is, you know, there's two ways of going about it. You can completely change your ways ASAP and change everything about the way you do things. That's not always the most sustainable route because you feel like you're, you're a fish out of water, essentially. No mm-hmm. pun intended. That's probably. <laughs> but what I mean is, is that doing things gradually and just approaching this like new lifestyle as a lifestyle and not like a an entirely. Oh, my gosh. Well, my it's brain. like it's look, you can compare it to exercising, right? Or somebody wants to lose weight oh, or sure. build a bigger body, whatever. It's really difficult to do nothing one day and then the next day you think. Oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to oh, do gonna it this way now. I'm going to eat perfectly. Yeah, I'm sure. going to work out every day of the week. 
yada yada, right? It's hard to follow through with that, of course. It's not sustainable. Right. Right? For some people it is, but they've likely worked into that position where it's become habitual and that's just that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Right? And those are the hard, hardcore people. But for, for everyday people who are busy, they're being pulled left and right. They have families that they need to attend to, jobs, school, whatever it may be. If you just start taking small steps, right? Even if you have a bigger vision, like you want to be completely plant-based or you want to use no plastic. If you just focus on the individual steps on uh, an hourly or daily or weekly basis, you can get there and it's going to feel much easier to get to that end result. I mean, here's a perfect example. So I'm reading this little um, bio on Lindsay of Bite. She'll say that every year more than 1 billion toothpaste tubes fill landfills globally. That's enough to fill up an entire Empire State Building 50 times every single year. It's crazy. So is is simply just switching out your toothpaste to bite. I mean, that's one tiny piece of your lifestyle. That adjustment, if we all all were to do that, Mm -hmm. I mean, that impact is massive. Now, imagine if you go further and you're like, I'm never using a straw and I'm going to have my, you know, final straw handy all the time. Like, I don't know the stats on that right off the top of my head, but I'm sure that that's astronomical too. So it's like tiny little changes. And then if you decide, oh, I'm not going to eat meat on Mondays and I'm going to participate in meatless Mondays, that's a massive impact. I Mm -hmm. I actually, I forget what it was. I used to go around to schools and um, advocate for the lean and green program, which is essentially meatless Monday. It was either or depending on the school district. And we would talk about the impact that you can make. And it's huge. Can you actually look that up? I just looked up something else and it's around plastic straws. And uh, if you just quickly Google how many plastic straws are used each day, the estimate is 500 million in the U.S. alone per day. That's silly. And for what? So that we can literally get liquid into our mouth from a cup that we can put our mouth on? It's insane to me. Um, Okay, let me see if I can find this stat because I think the Meatless Monday one always blew my mind. Um, Okay, I'm going to just read some. Oh, my goodness. Did you find the piece that you were looking for? Kind of. Okay. Holy moly. There's so... Skipping one serving of beef every Monday for a year saves the equivalent emissions to driving 348 miles in a car. So here's just some random ones. Producing one quarter pound beef burger uses up enough energy to power an iPhone for six months. Wow. Producing one quarter pound beef burger uses 425 gallons of water, enough to fill 10 bathtubs. So it's just one quarter pound. Wait, one quarter pound yes. burger? That's like one yes. burger from McDonald's. Yes. Okay. Livestock production uses 75% of the earth's agricultural land, which always blows my mind. Yeah. And the fact that like, you know, obviously our population is growing, consumption needs are growing, and the animal agriculture business is always trying to take over more space. So that is the reason for all of the, you know, um, fires in the rainforest that people are just trying to like carve out more so land clear space so that they can clear yeah because 75 percent of the earth's agricultural land is for um animal agriculture right it just creates wow, so I many issues 
right? Lack so, of water. You got all these animals together in, in close range. Yes, exactly. Uh, diseases this is, spread. Yeah, reducing consumption of meat can help contain production of greenhouse gases that impact climate change. It can also help lessen the demand for precious environmental resources such as land, water, and energy. That's like the general consensus. But um, I don't know the exact ones for just Meatless Monday, but it's it's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Sounds that way. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to get off my <laughs> You were <laughs> going there. That's all right. Sorry, it's been a while since I've uh, chatted this stuff up, but it always feels good because it makes us feel like we have so much control over the world around us. And if you're a new family, you know, these are things that you you probably think about, you know, knowing that you, you're one day you're no longer going to be here and your children will be. And what will it be for them? And how can we teach our children to be better for their planet and the their families after them? God yeah. willing that there will be, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. It is funny how um, how uh, you kind of open up to these ideas when you bring new life into the world. Because at the end of the day, your job becomes to take care of them, make sure they stay alive, and then make sure that they have a, a great place to live yeah. in. You know? Totally. Um, I just want to say this. If at any point during this episode, and we're nearing the end here, if you've heard snoring, that's not me. That's not Daniela. It might have been her at one point. No. Uh, I'm wide awake, but I have no brain cells. That's that's our chiller of a dog, Jakey. He's in the same room as us. Aww. He doesn't care what you're doing or what you need to do. He's sleeping and or snoring. Yeah. Um, but you can't be mad at him because I'm looking at him right now. And boy, he's cute. Mm. And he's a good old boy. Shout out to all the animals keeping us company during quarantine. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. Hit me up on Instagram, Okay, animals. we're going to end this one. <laughs> can't handle it okay okay you know what soon i'm gonna just i'll I'll get my brain back okay when's that gonna be and like i couldn't tell you right now it's tbd okay so we're gonna give you some time now thank you guys as always thank you thank you thank you for listening um we love that you guys are tuning in please engage with us on uh instagram yeah adulting like an mf um we love your feedback and your comments on all the posts if you have any questions specific to us please dm the account and uh we'll answer them on the show yeah we will yeah absolutely that way we're not talking about your brain. Okay, perfect. Okay. That, that way I can be answering other people's questions and giving them advice. Yeah, exactly. No, you can handle that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great rest of the week. Um, until next week. That's Peace. It. We'll see you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial. Hey, Michael Phelps here. I want to tell you a bit about online therapy. Online therapy is not about time and place. It's anytime and any place. 
Did you know that over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health? I'm one of them. And that's why I'm here to tell you about online therapy and how it can change your life. Online therapy is just as easy as joining a video call or texting with a friend. Only you'll be talking to a licensed therapist from your device on your schedule. Talkspace is more committed than ever to making therapy accessible and affordable for all. Go to Talkspace.com and start working with a licensed therapist today. Brought to you by Talkspace. Therapy for all. Get $100 off your first month of Talkspace therapy with coupon 100 for you.